Before we get started today, I just want to take a moment to thank a sponsor of this podcast, Town Square Brewing. Around this time of year, I like to really slow down my alcohol consumption. Town Square's non-alcoholic options are ideal for that. Their hot water and sparkling teas are delicious, so be sure to look for those wherever you usually find your craft drinks. If your favorite liquor store or bar doesn't have Town Square in their cooler, you should ask them why they don't. 18 plus of course. Please drink responsibly. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Uh, I mean, first of all, I always start out thanking the guest and uh, thank you for having us at the gallery a couple of weeks ago. I uh I want to start this out by just saying I really really appreciate uh when we were at the at Evan show we were talking and then you bought me a beer like you offered me <laughs> a beer from behind the counter and I wasn't really thinking and I accepted and I feel bad next time I'm there I'm gonna pay double for a beer because. I I know better than to like take money out of independent ventures like this. <laughs> and it, it's been like in my mind since we talked and I said, I would love to have you on the pod. And then since then, I knew once I get you, I'm going to start off by apologizing and just urging everyone to spend money at galleries and such when they can and people need the support and and I feel bad I should have not accepted but I <laughs> no. I appreciate it no not at all I feel like I uh I feel like I owe you from a couple of friend discounts I've had over the years at nowhere fast so um well happy, we happy we can we can that. call it even but still Next time I gotta, I honestly, like, I'm kind of ruining the surprise now because it'd be funny to do. I thought about <laughs> bringing a, a 15 pack of Hokanee and just leaving it at the door with a bow on it. Wow, that would have been so nice. Um, That that would be, uh, you know, I think Hokanee is going to be added to the roster. Um, Evan really uh, wanted to grab some Hokanee for his dad and um, it was such a nice touch that I loved it. Um, and people, people really responded to the kokanee. So, um, yeah, no, no, I, I thought it was just always what was on the, the menu at the bar. Like, kokanee oh no, that is, was the first time. Yeah, it's it's great, exactly for that. Like, just trying to see some art and have like one drink. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And thank you so much for coming. It was it was so nice to meet Sarah too. Um, yeah, I haven't seen you for a long time, so it was a uh, it was a real nice chance to catch up and um, yeah, just appreciate. I, I know it can be hard sometimes to to come out to the north side, so we appreciate anytime someone crosses the the river. It's a, it was a a very cool cool venue. It was my first time coming, which I don't know why it took so long i'm aware (laughs) of all the events happening and i see all the like promo for them and that one just because uh evan's one of my like favorite artists locally or i guess globally so we had to come to that one and it was great um 
I know you were saying you used to be in a, another location. Yes. Close close to the new one. Was was it the same? And like, I mean, sorry if these are novice questions. I just kind of selfishly want the answer to them. No, this was, is great. Was it the same setup, like a, a small gallery within the garage? Yeah, it was. Um, so we had a few friends and I had a studio space like 30 feet away. Um, so in a, in another garage space um, that was actually owned by my neighbor. Um, and so we rented that uh, right before the pandemic, I would say. Um, so I started renting that out with uh, a few people from Old Saw. I don't know if you know Old Saw at all. I think, you know, Caleb and Jesse um who were at, at the time old saw and then um we uh we kind of had a bunch of music shows in there brando fest i don't know if you've ever heard of brando fest yeah yeah of course <laughs> um which is actually the first time we all met evan but I, I didn't even remember that um he told me recently he's like oh yeah we came to brando fest like in 2018 so um so we had that space for a while and then um it kind of went through a few different iterations and then I was able to purchase the place that I am in at the moment, and it had a garage. Um, and so a few people left, moved on to other things, and just moved over to my garage. So uh, that's where it is now. But that that cube, that floating cube that the gallery is, uh, came from from the original spot, um, and we just moved it over. Oh, okay. So it's it's literally the same yeah. size and everything. Like it's just transported. Yeah. What? What a like what keeps you throwing these shows because I, I can only imagine, like, you know, based on the little experience I have with these things, it's like I don't know, it seems like on the, the best day, the most ideal day ever, a gallery would still sort of be hemorrhaging money, right? Mm -hmm. So what what keeps you doing this? Yeah, for sure. That's a good question. Um I think First and foremost, I when I went to art school in Calgary, um, like a decade ago, I was really influenced by some of the DIY spaces that existed then. Um, there's a couple in particular that I, I definitely owe, like, like we're trying to pay homage to in our own way. Um, one of them was called Hate Gallery, and it was it was run by this uh this friend who was uh, a bit older, but he um, he just had a garage space. And I think the kind of sentiment around that time in Calgary was that the more mature artist run centers weren't showing younger artists as much. Right. Um, so he just decided to uh, turn his garage into a gallery. And um, I mean, it sounds simple enough, but I think just like the way he did it um, was so uh, professional, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, but it looked like kind of what you would expect from maybe some of these more um, white cube spaces that have been around for longer. Um, cool. So it was this like really cool mixture between something that was really approachable. It was in a garage, but you went inside and the quality of the work was like outstanding, in my opinion. Um, and I think like it was just exciting. It was just exciting to see your peers showing work in this space um, and they would always be packed. Um, there was always so many good conversations, so many things that came out of that. And um, I just remember how welcoming Matt was um, at that time, too. He was just uh, it didn't matter who you were. Um, he was just like made a point of really like getting to know everyone. And 
Um, I'm not sure I do that that well, but I, I'm like always thinking about that, um, how he made me feel and just kind of creating this space for younger artists was, um, you know, so, so important, I think at that time. Um, and to, to kind of give people this, uh, this platform, um, that then they could get into some of these like bigger spaces that had been around for a long time. So, um, I think I always wanted to do it. Um, but hate gallery, along with a couple other spaces, they, um, they didn't own those spaces or they had kind of had they're under the, um, you know, the scrutiny of the landlords, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like when I was able to get my own space, I was like, I'm going to really like try to try to put some time into this. And, um, thankfully my fiance too is like really supportive as well. So, um, and we've been able to do it. I feel like in a way that's, uh, pretty much break even, um, we haven't lost any money really off of it. Um, and there's kind of that like DIY spirit that I really appreciate about Edmonton too, where you can kind of like proof of concept some things first. Um, so that was our seventh show. Um, and we've done it in a couple of different ways, like in different spaces, but I really feel like, um, it's resonated with people hopefully. So, um, it just kind of gives us the chance to grow from there. And we've been doing it pretty lean, I would say, and like pretty, um, pretty cost effective. So I think it just allows us to grow from here. Yeah, definitely. That's, uh, I mean, it's great that you can kind of like backtrack your, your inspiration or like motives behind it to a, a certain feeling that you got from the gallery in Calgary. Yeah. You mentioned the fact that like galleries in Calgary weren't all the established ones weren't really showing like young emerging artists. I feel, I mean, the same thing happens here. I'm pretty sure that would probably be like kind of a complaint with the gallery system, like hmm. globally or at least North America, right? Like I, I constantly try my hardest to pay attention to all the like young up and coming people. And, and there's right. so much, so much cool stuff happening like in this city and I'm sure others, but this is where I'm most immersed in it. And I don't see any, like any of the bigger nicer galleries really taking a chance on any of these kids. So it's, it's incredible that you're able to, it's like, um, it's, it's nice that you can do it, but I feel it's also like, necessary that someone do it so i would almost like say you're a martyr in that way and like thank you for your service type thing right like i wish more people shouldered the weight of like trying to help emerging artists hmm. yeah i appreciate you saying that i think um i don't know um I, I think I think it's important to say too, like when when I was like coming up in that space, um, that was definitely my perception. They weren't showing younger artists, but I think like you know there were people here and there. Um, yeah. But I think for for us right now too, I guess maybe if we had a thesis statement, it's it's giving people a solo show specifically too. I think that's like why we tried to um, make this space smaller almost um was to make something that was really immersive and really achievable but would still like not it wouldn't like dilute the quality of the work by having it in a really big space um so i think like having uh having a, a space where we can show emerging artists but also like you know it's not a group show necessarily was was also important and that was something that we refined i think um 
over time. But uh, I guess, I mean, I guess there haven't really been any group shows. There might be one coming up around Christmas, but we can talk about that later. It's, uh, I mean, it, it's great that it's small and contained because it's got to be pretty daunting. Like, even for a very, like, talented artist to have maybe their, like, first public showing at the gallery, if it was any bigger, it would kind of be, like, an extra component of stress to them to, like, fill mm. fill the space. So it's nice to, like, start in a more like contained space and then worry more about like the individual pieces and not like filling a huge gallery on like your first time right so i don't know if that was even like part of the planning or if you just worked like with what you had but i think the end result is great like it's not too much art for an artist to make to have like a, a hard-hitting show in that space yeah thank you i appreciate that um i i think we definitely were informed by the limitations of our space um when we had the studio the other studio uh which was called big screen um we uh we just had like artists working in there too so we didn't want to take up all of that space and then kind of when we would have an opening um those tarps that you saw we would hide everything behind those um so i think that informed it for sure uh and then afterwards we were like oh this actually like makes it a bit more approachable and um you know yeah hopefully you don't want to stress people out you know um i think a solo show can be a big undertaking so i think like yeah having this like contained space like you said is uh is something that we tried to do intentionally and and hopefully the experience of the artist has been that uh that's been helpful i find like i mean i got to to spend a couple of minutes in there when no one else was in there. Mm-hmm. And the way like it's lit and I, it just felt like it doesn't feel like that small of a space when you're in there. Like it feels like you're in a gallery, you know, you got That's like great. the lighting and all walls around you. Like it gets, I mean, I was also in there with a ton of people and it felt a little cramped, <laughs> but that's cool too. But, like, my experience, it, when you're in there, like, and able to kind of, like, look, you know, like, do a, a full scan of the room, it definitely does not feel small to me. Like, it almost, like, presents itself as a much bigger gallery, and it definitely, I think, like, retains that air of, of like, professionalism. Like, I didn't really feel... Like, I know, like, it being where it is, this is kind of, like, saying it pejoratively, but yeah. it didn't, like, feel like your garage gallery. Like, once you were submersed in it, it felt like I was anywhere else, like, at the AGA or something. Like, once you are in there, it did not feel small to me. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad you felt that way and had that experience. Um, That's definitely something, like I said earlier, when I went to Hate Gallery in, in Calgary, it was you're in a yard and then you're in a gallery, you know, you like walk through a door and you're transported and um, you suspend kind of where you are at that moment. You kind of are more focused on the work, which is what we want in the, in, in any case, right. You want the art to be what people are focusing on. Um, Or of course, like the people around and, and like that whole experience. But um, yeah, I, uh, I, I love that, that you had that experience. So I appreciate you saying it. 
Sometimes, like, when I'm at a, a bigger gallery, I almost feel like I wish there was some way, like, you could look at the art and then, like, you know, like, also hang out, kind of, you know, like, art galleries feel like you gotta be quiet, you gotta, like, wa- mm-hmm. walk around, like, not make any noise. It's almost, like, cool to be able to go in and look at the art treat that little area like a gallery but then you step out and you're basically in like a house party or something right it's like yeah yeah i feel it was like a really nice way to like a harmony of gallery and party together but also like separate like once you step into that room gallery and then if you're on the outside of it community like party yeah yeah um yeah i think that that was intentional for sure and i i think even um i don't know if you were there for the ribbon cutting part of it um no we showed up late and then i hear we missed like all the (laughs) all the good parts like i i didn't know i was gonna like talk i i saw it on on the internet but i wish we were there earlier yeah um I think that's uh that's been a fun part to do. Um, it's been a fun little tradition, and again, like I feel like I'm borrowing so much from from my experiences in Calgary. Uh, there was a a gallery called Five AM in Calgary for a bit, and they would do like kind of a, I think a champagne opening, um, with the gar- with the artist. Uh, you can ask Jacob Dutton about that if you ever talk to him, but um, I know he had a show there, and I remember him like opening a champagne bottle and I thought that was like really great um you know you'd like you are there for the work you're there for the community and everything but you're also it's it's a cool opportunity hopefully to make someone feel special for a night too um I know it's like it's not just about that and hopefully it's just a step in in their career but uh it was it was really nice to um have this kind of act of cutting a ribbon or something like that that's just like this really formal opening. Um, but I, I think it opens up time to do these speeches and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, Evans was really beautiful. He did a land acknowledgement um, just like completely from the heart, which is really great. And everyone was so quiet and so respectful and everyone's listening. So there, there is that house party uh, atmosphere that comes later. But I think for the speeches, um, they're only like 15 minutes, but um, it's just a nice time to be intentional and to consider kind of where you are and and the person who put this work in so um it's been a really fun thing to do that and i think before you cut the rim into it kind of creates this um expectation or this like uh you you can't see the whole space because you can't go in yet um so it's been fun to kind of see people like poke around and like just create some interest so that's been fun to play with yeah yeah that seems like it's creating its own like build-up in a way mm-hmm. like build it, up that's a good word like yeah. me personally if, if there's like something you know if i'm somewhere and there's something i can't see i really want to see it <laughs> if i want to like buy something and it's sold out then like that becomes the thing i want to buy most like right yeah it's cool to have that like air of mystery and especially yeah. if you know you are going to be able to see later. Like, you just can't see right now, but then after the talk, you can. Then mm. it, like, doesn't... It's, like, a, a build-up without the anxiety of knowing, like, you'll never see it. Like, you know you will sure. get to. 
yeah, hopefully it was not anxiety inducing for anyone, but yeah. So that's been, that's been a really fun thing to do. It's, it's kind of cheesy, whatever, but um, I think we're just, you know, it's just, it's one of those things too, that um, I think art sometimes if you, you see the work without the artist, it can like, it's kind of impersonal too. So I think um, for people that don't know the artist necessarily that are just there, it gives them a chance to also be like, Oh, that's the artist. That's them. Um, just like have, make that connection to um, bring some humanity back into it. Hopefully. For sure. Like I wouldn't even really have thought about that until you mentioned it, but at, like at a gallery, you know, everyone's like, wearing suits and well if, you know like typical older like art scene at the AGM mm. I feel it would be way less approachable like I probably would never even if I like the artist a lot I would really feel a little weird about approaching them in a gallery setting but yeah. approaching an artist in a garage like at a house party is is way way more like doable in my mind at least and I know Towards the end of the evening, I saw a few people who weren't like maybe not the exact demographic that I thought would have been there, which is uh, like better than if they looked like they should be there. But then I overheard them like uh, I was trying not to eavesdrop, but I heard them <laughs> approach Evan and say like, oh, we just wanted to like meet the artist. Oh, cool. And uh, like I haven't really I've been to a bunch of openings. And I haven't really overheard that or like seen that type of interaction. So that was like really, really cool, especially like kind of, I think it was as we were leaving and that just left me with such a good feeling. Like I was like, that's, that's cool. Like that, the sake that that happened because of the circumstances, you know, like because of the way the gallery and the show were orchestrated, that could happen. Wow, that's great. I love I love hearing different people's experiences at the opening too, because I think there's so many different things happening. Um, so that's that's really cool that you that you kind of interacted with that. Um, that's great. I think uh, you know, I'm gonna reference my own past a bunch, but I think that was something that was also really amazing about those shows back then was um in Calgary where there were all sorts of different people, you know, different ages specifically that that is something I'm interested in, I would say. I think like as we move towards maybe um, like more contemporary art purchasing in the city, um, you know, it's often going to be people who are older. So I think just like trying to invite them into that space is something uh, I'm pretty cognizant of. So um, I think uh, that's something that we're not there yet necessarily, but yeah, we want to make it opening and welcoming for sure and, and just try to be personable. And what are you guys, uh, like, what's your plan throughout the winter? Like, are you going to keep up the same amount of shows or are you going to ramp it up or dial it back because of the cold weather? Yeah, I think that's a good question. That's, uh, it's kind of to be determined, but I, I think uh, maybe some of the artists don't even know yet, but I really want to do a group show with all the alumni that we've had so far. Um uh around kind of that time during Christmas where where everyone's back um so I think that's that's something that we we've kicked around a little bit so I think for sure that and then um there should be another show in about a month 
Um, and then after that, I think I, I want to do some studio visits, to be honest. I think even with Evan's show and the show before that with Thaisa, I, uh, I've been meeting a lot of different people, which is such a cool um, just happenstance thing that's happened with the gallery that I didn't really think about necessarily, but it's kind of obvious when I think about it now. It's like, of course, if you invite um, a new person into your space to show work, like they're going to bring their circle. And so that's been like one of the the coolest benefits about running soft is is just having people, uh, just having these like chances to to meet new people in the city. And I've been really blown away by the amount of like great work that's out in the city. So I feel like I need to need to hit the road a bit and and check some of it out in person. No, that that's awesome, and I can relate to that in a, a, a tiny bit because when I first started this podcast, I thought it was going to be like the hardest part was going to be finding relevant people every mm-hmm. week to talk to, and same as you're saying, like one every time I do one of these, I meet like five or ten more people like finding people the more i do these finding people becomes the easiest part right so you probably met like so many artists who will introduce you to more artists who will introduce you to like even more like hopefully it just keeps on like going that way but if you're able to like go out and do some visits i think like the the people you'll meet and the art you'll be exposed to is like kind of endless. Yeah, yeah, it, it certainly seems that way. And I definitely um, I think there's been people like yourself who've been really um, holding it down for a long time and just creating like this culture of um, experimentation and this culture of, of DIY stuff. But in a way that I think really is consistent with a lot of stuff I've seen in some bigger cities recently and um, it just makes me feel like we can have really high quality work here in Edmonton Um, I think at some point I would like to show an artist uh, from outside of the city but I think for right now um, it's it's been really cool to just have some local talent I don't know like I can try to relate to that too I don't know if that's this is your plan but my plan really is to talk just like without anyone even really noticing, I just want to start like kind of sprinkling in guests from outside the city on here. Mm. And then it just yeah. all sort of becomes like, you know, people we're like showing people outside the city, Edmonton people, but then we're also showing Edmonton people outside the city talent. And I just want to do it like so subtly that no one really notices and i feel like you could do that too you know like use soft as a way to show a lot of emerging talent but then just sprinkle Mm. in because i feel like artists everyone really needs to also see what's happening elsewhere right to keep the motivation to like keep doing what they're doing here because this is the way it works outside of here as well so i don't know if like that at all is your intent but that's that's what i'm planning in the long run yeah i think that's great i think you know the world's becoming more global for sure and as as that happens um you know i mean maybe an artist will be out of calgary or something but um i think having uh having kind of just this 
ability to like reach out to people on the internet is is um you know it's probably obvious to most people but i in this context for me it's been really cool just having that entrance um to just dm someone and be like hey would you be interested in this and um the the reception has been great so far so um i probably won't try to reinvent the wheel too much but i'm really grateful that i have um so many um so many people that have also come from edmonton and are in different cities and are really great advocates for edmonton and, and what it's become so um, i think as long as that's out there too and, and we're showing quality work then um i don't see why we couldn't bring in some people from outside of here now i know it may be a little counterproductive because we're, we're i'm praising the way everything is working and and we're kind of discussing how it's like a well a wild machine <laughs> But is there any, like, do you have kind of aspirations or, like, pipe dreams of opening a real gallery at some point? Or are you, like, content just making this work as efficiently and well as possible? Yeah, this is a, this is an interesting question. I, I wondered if this might come up. I think uh, I talk with uh, cast my my fiance quite a bit about this like what is the five-year plan or anything and then I also kind of like waver in between um you know like what you know some of the some of my favorite like tv shows for example you know they have like four seasons and then they stop so um I've always been like really impressed by people who show restraint in that way before it kind of gets you know watered oh, yeah. down um so I think about that a lot um I've had a few people like come up with some really interesting ideas. So um, I'm not going to think about it too much at this moment, but I'm always kind of trying to like formulate a bit of a plan. I'm just like a planner by nature. And I think I like, like to know kind of um, at least a little bit in advance what I'm going to try and do. But um, at the moment, I think just going to keep trying to have uh, some shows um, a couple. I remember the like the original goal was to have, four shows a year um and we've done okay at that i think the pandemic definitely got in the way of a couple right um, but but hopefully we're past kind of those closures and that sort of thing so um now i feel like we're in like uh, a space that we have more control over and that sort of thing so i think we'll keep trying to progress in that way um and also reach out for a bit of um like grant support and that sort of thing and, and just see where that kind of takes us yeah, no, I I definitely appreciate both sides of it. Like as you're saying, I actually kind of think of it as as TV seasons too. I really I'm a fan of. I mean, the UK does it best. They have like a four yeah. episode season and then it's done. Mm-hmm. You don't need to like keep going, kind of like ruin it, right? But also, I'm thinking. I mean, if if you can do it, like if you can have see success in this garage gallery like in on the north end is like i would personally think like all right we could do it here you know if we bring this to like white ave or main downtown like it would just it's kind of already like the infrastructure is built in we can just expand Mm -hmm. it by expanding like going to a busier neighborhood but i mean uh, either way I think would would be good. And it, it's good to not really like plan a bit ahead, but not 
as far ahead as like I'm asking. <laughs> no, I uh, I appreciate it. You can ask this every time we talk. I think uh, I'm sure I'll have a different answer every time, but I think I am trying also. Uh, I well, maybe I'll like step back a bit. I feel like if there is some sort of like future somewhere else, I still feel like it's always going to be that like 10 foot by 10 foot cube. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's always going to be the thing. So that kind of maybe lends itself to some sort of mobility. Uh, like it could live somewhere else. So who knows? Um, but I think as long as that space exists um, and uh, I mean, the last two times we've built it twice now and I say we loosely, but our friend Brando built it by himself both times. I don't know how he did it. He would do it in like a day. We just put it up by himself and, and frame it and, you know, it just <laughs> exists. So I don't know if I can call him in for a third or fourth time to do that, but um, I might have to get him some free beers. I, uh, I should have asked this before just backtracking all the way to the beginning, but is, is Brando Fest done <laughs> or is it still happening? Like, I mean, I, as we're talking about stuff ending and having good endings, I, I feel like it might be done. Um, I think it had a really good run. Um, that was something that was hard to do after the pandemic for sure. And, um, it was just such a special time and it's not that you're like overprotective of those memories, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it would be the same. There's a lot of people that were involved in those original ones that have moved away. And, um, I don't know what Brando thinks of it. He's always just been the namesake. Um, he's <laughs> what, he's like. Never- was the thought like why did he become the namesake oh i think that was uh not his choice um so for people that don't know brando fest was a series of garage music festivals uh like one day festivals i don't know if i'm describing it that well but uh that were essentially just people coming together and and just having kind of a, a wild house party to some music that uh, were often created by bands that were created just for Brando Fest. So it would be like these like one-time iterations of bands. Um, but then we had some, we had some other acts that were in there um, like Yes Nice or Blue Cobina played, I think once. And, you know, so we had some, we had some people sprinkled in there that were actual musicians, but a lot of it was just um, a bunch of people crammed into a space and, and just having fun. So um, yeah, kind of like the precursor though, I think to this gallery, like the gallery feels like it wouldn't have existed without that. Um, so obviously like I was really influenced by my friends. I had like nothing to do with Brando Fest in the first couple iterations and just kind of being around that and seeing people like decide they wanted a show. So they put a show on in their own space. I was just kind of inspired by that. That That's cool. I've, I've worked the exact same way, really. But if, if I see other people... If, like if I'm surrounded by people making things happen, then I want to like make things happen, right? So it yeah. it sounds like we're at least have like that in common, which is is very cool. Like I I wouldn't have it any other way when it comes to the way like I operate. I'm I'm happy with pulling that inspiration from like friends and family and and people in the community. Yeah, definitely. And I think you did that really well. I, I really loved going to, to nowhere fast, the, the retail spot and, and just, um, 
you know, it like to me, it did remind me of a gallery, just like how you curated everything. It was very intentional. And I think uh, if there's anything we're trying to do, it's it's just create like this intentional space. And of course, it's going to be like our own tastes or that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I just really like being in, remember being inspired by your spot, too. So, um, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. It, it's very, very nice that uh, you would call it intentional. I would say more stubborn because <laughs> I just I wanted it one way. And so that's the way it was. And maybe uh, I mean, intentional is such a, a like a nice, smooth word to use for. It. But yeah, it was definitely like intentional or I mean, uh, sorry. I I just didn't have anyone else to mm-hmm. ask. like whenever I had an idea, I was the only one I had to run it by. Right. So it sure. was like yeah. just kind of stubborn selfishness that made it all look the way it did. But that's awesome. You perceived it that way because that's yeah, more. I did, yeah. I did. I I think I asked you at the event, but what are your neighbors? think of it like there were a lot of people there at at points of mm-hmm. the night and and like the parking and for i don't know if it's always like that but it seemed pretty busy out front and then in back where the event was yeah you know you mentioned that about the parking in the front so it's in a cul-de-sac and um i actually had no idea that there was like no parking so um we might have to figure something out give people some alternate parking ideas um but uh I think like for the most part everyone's been really supportive um I did (laughs) I did end up meeting one of my new neighbors uh at the opening actually he came by and um he asked if I was the owner of this place and then he asked if the music would be on for for too much longer I think it was like 8 30 p.m though so um I think he was just being a little preemptive but we uh we were able to meet through that so uh i'm gonna have to go um bring a beer over or something go talk to him and introduce him uh introduce myself to him in a different context maybe but yeah we were pretty wrapped up i think in a reasonable time and um people were really respectful so i think for the most part um people have been really great around the community and then um a lot of my friends live in that cul-de-sac anyway. So um, they all kind of know what's going on and they've all been like supporters since day one. So um, yeah, at at the moment, it's a long answer, but uh, I think people are pretty cool with it. Um, But yeah, I'm sure it just looks like a, like a house party too. I know. Like I, I get, you know, how it looks and I, I sort of understand that guy questioning how long it would go on for, but, it yeah. just seems like such a weird thing to be opposed to, you know, like a nice tame gathering of like tasteful art fans listening to music that ends long before like you aren't allowed to make noise. Like it, yeah. it seems like a weird thing to to be against happening in your neighborhood, but I I sort of get it. Yeah. And I, I guess I shouldn't put words in his mouth. I don't know that he's against it or not. I think he was just curious and came over. So um, just uh, maybe that's a miss on my part. Like I should have uh, should have gone around the neighborhood a little bit and just told him what's happening. And and I think the more we do, I'll, I'll, I'll get to know my neighbors, too, which is. Yeah. You know, like, that's too. I mean, yeah, I was going to say it's good to like be able to talk to them one on one and explain what's happening and 
Yeah, like maybe he didn't not like it at all. He just didn't know what it was. Like once you yep. explain it, maybe he'll be at the next one. Who knows? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, I know like we're going to have an artist talk right away here with Evan. And um, I don't know when this will come out, but I <laughs> that's going to be quiet. You know, that'll be pretty chill. Yeah, that'll be fun, though. Um, it'll be a bit of a conversation, but also just uh, hearing more about the work specifically. So. Is that the way the like programming typically works? Like, do you have a a talk on the opening and then like a closing talk as well, or is it just with this show that it worked that way? Yeah, I I leave it up to the artist. It doesn't always work out. Um, so it it really depends on them and kind of how they wanna how they wanna do it. But um, we've done one previously with a uh, Vivian Hantat. Um which was a really great show last year. So, um, and it was just so cool because her work had so much, so many layers to it and so much context that, um, that we felt it was like really important to chat about. So I, I would say in general though, I feel like I'm just uh, really into the artists that come by and I just like really love to just chat more about their process and kind of where they arrived at. So it's a, it's just a nice way to, to get someone, um, some practice talking about their work and then also just it's like kind of a conversation like this kind of not so um we're, we're still ironing that out but uh trying to be authentic try to just ask real questions and and just like uh, if anyone from the audience wants to ask also that's like definitely encouraged no that that seems awesome and it sort of it goes along with what i was saying like it, it's a less intimidating task to fill that gallery i also feel it's way less intimidating of an artist talk and a more mm -hmm. intimate like I, exactly like you said it's great practice for what they do next like if you've never given an artist talk that's a good way to kind of like cut your teeth and like learn how to somewhat do it before like trying to do it somewhere like bigger and scarier yeah yeah for sure i think i appreciate that um i i think in in any case like if you're talking about your work it can be vulnerable and it can be it can be scary but um yeah i think what's been so cool about this project is we've had a lot of the other galleries too like be really supportive and um and and just like encourage our artists as well and i think like i really appreciate that so i don't know that i would say like some of the other spaces in the city are, are intimidating but um yeah i guess they're they're maybe a bit more established so maybe with that comes some intimidation but um i guess like you guys are, are kind of in your like you've been doing it for a bit but i would say still sort of in the in the infancy of like figuring out how everything is gonna go so is it like too soon yet or have you seen like people you've given their kind of first show to have you seen any of the seven artists like go on to something like bigger that you could be really proud of kind of like incubating that talent before it moves on to like do something better like I I personally love like if I ever helped anyone at the studio do something my favorite thing was to see what they did next like you know if, if we were able to help with the momentum just watching mm -hmm. what they did from now was always my like proudest moment have you mm -hmm. experienced anything like that 
I mean, yes, definitely. But I, I don't think I could take all or we could take like all credit for it. I think, uh, you know, there, there uh, have been some instances. So our first show, Max Keen, um, he's done really well. He had like a show in Mexico City um, last or maybe this year um, that did really well. And he just finished his MFA in Victoria. Um, and he's, he's going on to some pretty cool things. And then Ryland 40, um, right. he had just had his first solo show in, uh, in Lethbridge. Um, and then, uh, Amanda Chawalis also just had some work in Medicine Hat. Um, I know Vivian, Vivian is so talented and has been making some really great work for Anonymous. Um, and, uh, and I think good information also. So, um, yeah, there's just, I feel like we're just catching them at, you know, riding their coattails a little bit for sure too. No, like I, I should have maybe worded that better. I know exactly what you mean, like not taking credit. And I'm, I'm not at all saying that I'm taking credit. It's cool to exactly like you say, catch these people on their way up and then just like kind of be a part of it first before it like flourishes on its own. Yeah. Which, like, yeah, I I didn't do anything for anyone at the studio, really. I'm just saying if I ever helped out with a tiny thing and then they went on, that was the coolest thing for me to see. You know, like, Yom is <laughs> going to be famous at some point. I didn't do any of that, but it was cool yeah. to know him now for when yeah. he is, like, doing whatever he's doing later in life. So, yeah, I just wondered. But, I mean, those are great examples that's like almost you're batting a hundred like everyone who's had a show went on to do great things after yeah i mean i'm like yeah really proud of them all we had a um taisa too who did some she does some amazing like curational work for the works um and is also building a scene in their own right so um i think that's really great and then and then sarah um who uh had our second show has has done so much for the community also so um i think there's a lot to be proud of definitely and and i think something we do look for though i would say is like kind of uh people that have like a body of work a little bit so um like a bit of a style or uh or kind of have a direction of of things they're working towards so um i think that's that's part of it but uh for the most part i think I've tried to be like a light curator, you know, um, I haven't, I haven't wanted to interfere too much. Um, I've really tried to just like set people up for success as much as possible, try to make it, um, you know, some of the, the less glamorous stuff, um, the prep stuff and, and that sort of thing. So I don't know if the artists would agree, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, just trying to like create an environment where they can like focus on the work, you know? Yeah. And you know, like your talking a bit about like how you kind of want to like do things differently than like bigger galleries i find like the people i've talked to like i have some friends or like acquaintances that work in some of these like bigger galleries like all around maybe mm -hmm. not around the world but you know elsewhere than here and they all kind of like almost secretly respect what's happening in all these like new DIY galleries that are trying to sure. like disrupt the way it works. So I, I know like what you're doing and what people like you're doing 
is definitely working and like starting to be more like normalized because I know people who have been in the gallery system forever, they're like watching what you guys are up to and they like it. They just maybe can't like implement the exact things because of mm-hmm. all the rules and bu- bureaucracy. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, there's many different rooms for art, you know, there's many different places for these these spaces and I think this was one that was in our immediate control to make. Um so we decided to do it, but yeah, I mean I love going to to some of the other openings too and um I love going to like bigger cities and and going to some of those like more um like century old spaces that have so much history behind them so i I think it's important to kind of know your history a little bit and um i'm trying to learn more about edmonton's contemporary art history for sure as we go um but yeah hopefully we can we can be a part of it for a little while how long did you like kind of marinate on the idea of opening a gallery once you decided that's what you wanted to do or like was it were you just like I want to open a gallery and then did like a week later (laughs) no it definitely didn't happen like that uh I wanted to do it for a long time and I remember like I was looking at my uh I had this like funny to-do list app that I used for a long time called Workflowy um and there was like some sort of proclamation about how I wanted to have a garage with a gallery in it uh and so I don't know. Um, that was a couple of years ago. But then I think having that shared space, um, we had some moving parts. There was like music stuff happening. There was like a video company in, in the old studio, that sort of thing. So once like some of that stuff moved on, there was like a bit more physical space. And then myself and Ryland and Amanda, when we were all in there, um, decided to kind of do that. And then um I think we like tried to do a show like maybe 2020 and then like the pandemic started and then we like kept trying to like, we had like a hard time starting, I would say. And then we, uh, we eventually got some momentum. Um, but I, I think a lot of it too. And, um, something I really loved about your stuff was, was a logo. Like I just wanted a logo at first. Um, I used to have like, I used to do some like more video work. Um, and I had that flag, uh, that my friend Roman made. Um, so I kind of like stole my own video logo and just decided to change the name. That, and then, yeah. I mean, that's awesome that you're able to do Like sometimes I wish that I would have used lo- certain, <laughs> certain logo or a certain design I feel like would have been better used for something I'm doing now than when mm. we put it out. So it's cool that you were able to kind of like repurpose that. Yeah, definitely. I was like such a fan of it. Um, I was really influenced by, well, like when I asked Roman to make that logo in the beginning, um, he, he had some ideas and I don't, I can't remember like where the flag concept came from, but um, I think I was really influenced from like skateboarding, um, snowboarding, rollerblading, I guess. (laughs) That's a whole other conversation, but, um, and, and just kind of these like, one-off designs that um you could like recognize without the words around it um and specifically i i took the typeface from like guest jeans i just like really liked kind of like their typeface so 
Um, that's where that came from. But the flag and the icon, I guess, I just wanted something that would stand alone and um, would look kind of cool on its own, like on a snowboard or something. Right. Would you like, I mean, that accomplishes exactly what you're talking about. I feel that like kind of embodies exactly that, which is like rare for people to kind of decide on a logo that like accurately represents everything they wanted to. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's good that you were able to like, that's rare. doesn't happen for a lot of people. Well, thank you. Yeah, hopefully uh, people like it. Um, it's funny too, because uh, the logo actually has like kind of my initials in it, um, which was came from like the original name of the video company, which was Dean's Video. <laughs> so there's like a D and a B in it. So I guess not my initials, but um, like kind of the the moniker of what that company was. So um, I think he tried to incorporate like those letters like D and V into it and it just like turned into a flag. And then uh, when I was like not doing as much of that work anymore, I was like, I really like this. I really like want it on merch and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, here we are. Have, uh, have you ever thought about like how I was saying I miss Evan's talk? Have you entertained the idea of like recording them and releasing them? Maybe not as a podcast, but like an audio mm -hmm. transcription of it. Uh, I mean, it's an Instagram live video right now, so you can watch the whole thing. I don't know if anyone does. Um, oh, okay. See, I I admit defeat because I watched bits of it, but mm -hmm. I didn't. Maybe I did realize it was the whole thing. I, I didn't know it was all right there. Okay, so I guess that sort of is an audio and visual like, transcription of it all. I'm just yeah. like, as I'm talking to you, thinking like, you're, you're really like well-spoken and crisp and you have good answers. So I'm thinking like, I mean, I don't want to, I mean, having a podcast isn't a secret. I don't want to really like water down the industry anymore, but no. I almost like think, especially over the winter, you could probably do pretty well with like an arts podcast. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's definitely, I think that came up when we did Vivian's artist talk for sure. Um, I mean, you were talking about this laptop speaker, so maybe that's all I need. I think yeah. maybe I was like, Oh, I don't know if I have, you know, that kind of like, I don't know if I have that kind of capability or anything, but. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely, I de definitely think that's a, it's a cool idea. It's a cool experiment for sure. Like would, would that resonate with people? Um, yeah. Good idea. I I think it would because like, uh, maybe I'm just like thinking about it selfishly, but I, it would work with me. Like I, I would love to like hear all these talks mm. or like artists kind of put their work in their own words like yeah no that's great i mean this is uh this is why i like talking to smart people like us it's a <laughs> it's it's kind of been a gap for me i guess i haven't like thought about that stuff too much i mean i've been like more old school like i'm gonna get an email list or that sort of thing um but yeah also just trying to not like get too um too spread thin i guess too i think that's always part of it um right yeah i mean that's yeah we should acknowledge like you don't have to 
I don't say what it is, but this is like you have a real job or another job. Like this is <laughs> your job, full-time yeah. thing. Yeah, no, no. Um, which I, I really appreciate about um, where I'm at too. I think like it's it's a really nice thing to focus on outside of work. And I think there's some three lines for sure, but I think uh, it's just been a nice nice respite from the from the day-to-day of everything um it's really different so uh it's still work in its own way but it's but it's different in terms of I feel like this kind of thing is you know of course it's work but it's also like I'm really interested in, in just making it sustainable too in its own way so I don't know what that looks like but um having a day job makes that sustainable you know so um it keeps it fresh in some ways too because you know you can't spend your all your time on it so I think when you do have that time at least for me it's it's a bit more um special oh for like a thousand percent I uh try not to have like that many regrets I have a few one of my like (laughs) biggest regrets is for sure like if I would have always had a job I think the studio would have been more sustainable, less stressful, like less mm. debt accrued. Like everything would have gone smoother if I would have had something else. Like I think it was when I relied on the studio to pay for everything I did. That's mm-hmm. that was the beginning of it kind of imploding, and then it went on for years. But yeah, I also the way you're saying, like it allows you to not think about it 100% of the time that's super helpful as well right it was like by the end of the studio I feel I was an insane person like I was I was not really me and didn't really make decisions based on like how they should have been made it was more just like how to get by by the end of it so it's awesome that you're able to have something else to keep you grounded and sane and financially like living as well. So that like one, I mean, you didn't ask for it, but if I was to give any advice, it would be not, not rely on something like this as a full-time income because it can like, Mm -hmm. it probably won't work and it will just drive someone insane. Yeah, I uh, I appreciate that. I think that's something uh, I had to learn through some hard lessons too. Was um, you know, it's and and I think this is something that like I love chatting with younger artists about too, because it's like a tale as old as time. You know, like there are so many successful artists that have had day jobs. You know, yeah. um, it's not it's not binary. It's not one or the other. Um, they're not mutually exclusive. Some don't. Some do. Um, a lot of day jobs have informed, you know, like, like artists, you know, there's like a famous painter named James Rosenquist, who was like making these large scale format paintings, because he was a sign painter during the day, you know, like, there's countless examples like that. So um, I think I had to get out of my own way, though, a little bit too, I had to try some stuff full on for a while and and figure out kind of what I really wanted to do. And, and I think the other thing too, with a with a day job is it is you really like have to now focus on what you really want to do, you know, whereas I feel like when I had a bit more free time and I was quote unquote freelance, I would try to do like 10 different things, you know, um, that I really didn't have time for or the energy for, but I kind of tricked myself into thinking I did. So 
I think now when like 40 hours of my week are gone, I have to like really be really crystal clear about what I want to spend my time on. And uh, I guess at this point in my life, this is one of those things. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that so much too. Like when I, when I was at the studio, like day in, day out, I just had too many ideas and I would try (laughs) things out. And yeah, now that I'm working as well, that like takes up enough time that I'm way more like she was about what I like spend the other free time on. I think it's actually made by like output for most things, like a lot more efficient and concise. So yeah, I, I resonate with that like the most. Yeah, I believe it. Do you think though you could have done that without kind of going all in though at first? I feel like you kind of have to burn your hand on the stove, you know, to know it's hot kind of scenario. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been admitting more lately like for sure it was i i had a very expensive stressful crash course on all Mm. that and i'm very close to being debt free from all of it i've i've worked like like i wouldn't say i've worked harder than anyone else is just since we closed like i we had that GoFundMe, and that was great, and that was sort of for, like, imminent debt. Like, that was to kind of keep me from, like, having to legally file for bankruptcy. But then I've been working since paying off the rest of it, and I'm, like, I'm very, very close to being at zero. And now the closer I get to that, and the day I am in that, that I can admit, did it, it, was, it was awesome. Like, I learned a lot. I met a lot of people. Probably wouldn't be doing any of the stuff I'm doing sure. now if I sure. hadn't have done that. And once once all the stress of the debt is gone, then it will be, like, you know, probably 100% positive learning experience that now I'm looking forward to the next chapter. But, like, it was, you know, back then, I didn't really see it that way. But every every day, I get closer to being out of debt, which will be mid-December. I'm not, wow, I'm not really into you. That yeah, that's cool. Thank, thank you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, not, I'm not huge on, on superstitions and stuff. I just like the idea of not going into a new year in debt. So it was really important cool. to me to have it, like, done by december but once Mm. it is yeah then i admit for sure i learned a lot like burning my hand on the stove was the best way for me to learn and yeah it was expensive but it's close to being over so it was all all good in the end i'm Mm -hmm. i'm happy you can kind of learn how this all works and make your contributions to the arts in the city without it costing you a hundred thousand dollars like it did me but it's all good yeah i think uh i think yeah thank you for sharing that i think that's really great um i love these chats too because i think like um there's a lot of mystery around a lot of these things you know like where did this come from or like you know nowhere fast as an institution as far as i'm concerned and it's like how did you do it so um it's yeah it's cool to hear hear some of that um and I think, yeah, I'm I'm glad that you took a risk on it though too. And I think when you're when you're young, you just like you you don't have 
you just know what your interests are and what your tastes are. And like, you just go towards that as best you can. And and I think that's great. Um, it's not a straight line, that's for sure. So, um, and I think like, I was really fortunate, like I said earlier, to have kind of these people that were role models to me. And um, when I got to a place where I could bring it back, it was like, yeah, I absolutely feel like I need to to pay it forward a little bit. And, um, and it's, you know, it's art, it's, uh, it's not charity or anything, but I like really do believe in art these days. So that's been a, that's been a nice, uh, byproduct of this too, is, um, I'm sure my close friends are sick of me talking about how much I believe in art, but I really do. I mean, it, it's a great thing to like believe in and have faith. And it is like, it's super important for a city to see these type of things like existing, especially around here. I feel there hasn't been like that much representation of like the exact stuff you're trying to represent, right? And all all it takes is, or not all it takes, but one of the things it takes is for people to see something like this can exist here. You know, mm-hmm. like, and and the more the more soft events or the more other galleries or the more whatever is existing, it's just sort of uplifting everything as a whole, right? I feel, again, maybe this is like personal preference, but I feel if I like see something happening that makes me think like it can happen. Like that's, that's the main motivation to me, like seeing something exist, then I know like it's possible. So I think just you doing this shows everyone that it can be done. And I feel like that, I mean, it's just inevitable growth from here, like depending on how fast or how like exponential you want the growth to be is, is really up to you. But I feel like you doing it, is sort of the like first step in it being done a lot more. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And I think um I think like I said too, uh there's been such a collaborative space around too. I mean, I'd be remiss. I don't think I've mentioned them yet, but like Lowlands, which is pretty close to us. Right. I've um, been like very supportive. Um I was able to show a piece with them last year and um they've been super great too. So there's not that like competitiveness that maybe um could exist in other places but um i really feel like people are just trying to um show work in in ways that are a bit more accessible and a bit more um you know just honest for lack of a better word so uh they've been really they've been really great too and then um i think like as as we progress too and like other stuff happens it's just been um you know even some of the schools that are here i think they're putting out really great work and, and like just trying to to visit those spaces too. So I, I think that's like something I want to personally work on too with soft is like not necessarily um, always bringing people here, but I like, I want to be better at going out to openings too and supporting community in that way. Cause uh, we've definitely felt the love from other places. Yeah. The, the, I mean, I resonate with that or that resonates with me so much. As well, because the older I get, I realize, like, if you, if you want to build something, you want people to come out to your events, you kind of have to go out to their events. Like, yeah, it's kind yeah. of a reciprocal thing. And I yeah. admittedly, like, I, I didn't used to go out as much, but then still kind of selfishly, like, expected our events to be huge 
And now mm-hmm. I realize, like, now now it's great because we aren't even really having events. I'm just going to other people's. It's like if I want all these artists listening to these episodes, I feel like shit. I mean, like, it's not like pulling teeth either. It's just going to cool events is not not that hard of a thing to do. But now Sarah and I make more of a point of, like, going out and kind of supporting the scene. Like, I was saying I should have... It all goes back to I should have never accepted that free beer. <laughs> I feel I've stolen from Soft Gallery. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, we're marking those things up anyway. So, yeah. That's I, how we do it. Yeah. There were, I would say we're we're almost done. I'll uh, let you get back to your day soon. But I just I have one question that I should have asked earlier. Of course. How are you finding, like, what about your art? Right? Because yeah. you're working and then running a gallery. Then, like, I mean, this whole conversation, I didn't really at all acknowledge that you're an artist on your own. So are you finding time to, like, create your own stuff while curating and working? Yeah, thanks for asking that. I um I think right now I'm I'm like really in a space of like experimenting and I've been I've been trying to do a lot more stuff um above the gallery actually. I have like a little space in my garage. So um yeah, I've been I've been working on some some projects that uh I feel it's funny how stuff just kind of like goes in circles, but I'm starting to work on some of the projects that I was doing maybe like near the end of my education. So um just really making some more sculptural work and um just interested in in making work that I think uh excites me which maybe doesn't sound like something revolutionary but I don't know man like I was making a lot of video work for a while I was doing that kind of stuff um I was doing a lot of different things that I felt were creative um but now I'm like getting back to the more visual art space and like I said with Lowlands like um I was able to be a part of a group show last year and I think that really like got me back into creating some of this physical work that I was really excited about like a decade ago, um, but kind of forgot about. But now I just feel like I have so many more ideas and I'm a lot more cohesive with my thoughts and I know what I want to do, but I'm also just more forgiving with myself and I just want to experiment and and play around and have fun. Um, But also like with a bit of a deadline. So um, a few few things I'm working on for sure. So to be continued, but... um, yeah, and and that's some of the the stuff that I will be reaching out to to some centers around the city. Um, I think that's uh, an important thing for me. Um, maybe I'll have a, a piece in our group show, but other than that, I don't think I will ever show it soft. <laughs> yeah, I was I was actually just about to ask what's what the like, unanimous rules like. Do artists show at their own galleries, or like I don't know anything about that side of things? Is that accepted or frowned upon or both i mean for me personally uh i would do a piece in a group show but i yeah i don't think i'll ever i'll never have my own show i just like to keep those things separate um there's too many talented people out there so um i will uh i will seek seek opportunities elsewhere and that that's funny when i closed the studio i had like a a tiny bit of a inkling to just change it into a gallery but then oh, I was like how how am I gonna 
or just like what's the first show and i was thinking you know not like it even saying this sounds pretentious i just thought i would show my own work because i can count on myself sure put it all together and i mean humbly like they're fans of nowhere fast for i still don't understand why but there is so i thought that would be a good show and then that was the reason i was like no i i can't throw my own show for the opening of my gallery it's way too pretentious like even even if the logic to me is not pretentious i just i couldn't do it and that's the mainly why we didn't continue as a gallery Oh, interesting. Well, maybe uh, maybe you can have a show at Soft. Maybe we can talk about that. I I would love to. We we should talk about that. But uh, like I was saying, I think uh, unless you have anything else you want to like touch on, I think that was great. I asked uh, a ton of random stuff and got great answers. Before we go officially, do you want to? let people know where they can find uh, you or the gallery or whatever online. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This is like such a treat, such a nice, um, so great to see you in person and and uh, it's been too long. So um, I hope we uh, close that gap a little bit and uh, see each other more regularly. Um, we do. But yeah. Thank you so much for all you've done for, uh, for the city and um yeah i just if you're interested in soft gallery you can find us on instagram right now at soft gallery soft gallery uh so that's two soft galleries i don't know oh actually let me interrupt yeah. one yeah. really dumb question was yeah. there already a soft gallery or did you just want the repeating i think there was a soft gallery yeah, I think it's like a baby store or something in Denmark, something like that. Like that's well, how it always stuff. goes. Whenever I like, I think of a name for something, it exists, but it's never. It's not close to what you want him for. Yeah, like it'll. It is, like I remember, I won't say what, but some friends of mine were opening a restaurant and they had a name picked out, and I was gonna helping them like set up all the the socials. Yeah. And then we found out that the, the name was Tayin and it was kind of like a unknown hashtag that had to do with breastfeeding. So we were <laughs> like, well, we uh, we can't do I mean, breastfeeding oh, is, is fun, but we didn't really want to associate with that. And yeah, I could see Soul Gallery being like a, a baby store and yeah somewhere else but yeah anyway please sorry to interrupt so i've no, gallery, that's okay. yeah. gallery yeah it's twice yeah and our email now is that too and i think the email was taken just with the first uh with just the one soft gallery so soft gallery soft gallery it's hard to say i don't know if i've ever said it out loud so um that that is us and then yeah maybe one day we'll have an email list um but yeah and then we're gonna we're gonna try and have a show uh in october um i don't know if i should say who it is yet but uh keep an eye on the socials uh and then we will hopefully have uh, another one in in december and then um yeah i hope uh i hope to just be around in the community and if anyone's ever interested or like wants to show us their work send us a dm awesome you know i i think i know who the show's with it's better to keep it quiet but any okay. any shows in the future like make sure to send me 
the flyer or whatever, I would uh, I can commit right now to helping promote anything you guys throw. I would I would love to help if I could. So yeah, keep me informed, and uh, I can I can always share that stuff. I'll I'll link everything appropriately if I need any more advice or whatever. I'll uh, I'll shoot you a message. But other than that, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you so much, Wes. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thanks so much. And uh, I uh, I owe you a kokanee. Do not <laughs> do not let me forget. Sounds good, man. I'll All right. uh, have one have one with you when we see each other next. Yeah, yeah, that's a good solution. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. See ya. See ya.